0: everyone, and welcome to a special edition episode of Saturday Morning Cereal. I'm Amanda Ann, and I really hope you guys are having a great summer so far. I know it's been a hot one, but cooling off a little bit here in Chicago. But anyway, I felt like I needed to jump on here and just talk about the Marvel Studios Black Widow movie that unfortunately it's been delayed for a very long time, but it is finally here and I am joined today by my friend Alana and we are just going to discuss this movie. And also, make sure that you tune in next weekend for my Loki discussion. It's the series that I've been just gone about over this whole summer. Season finale is on Wednesday. Very excited about that. And next weekend, we'll jump on and we're going to talk all things Loki, the past movies with him in it and the series. So I'm excited. Please join me in that. And let's start the discussion on Black Widow. All right, and as I said before, I am joined today by my friend Alana, and she's a really big Marvel fan as well. She actually went with us to Comic-Con and met Brie Larson.
1: Yes, I did.
0: <laughs> Alana, do you want to plug your socials?
1: Um, I am a photographer. Um, my photography is Alana Jordan Photography on Instagram, um, and my website is also under the same name.
0: Make sure you guys check her out. She's a very, very talented photographer. Thank you. I've had my photo done by her as well, so <laughs> check her out. <laughs> So, Black Widow is now in theaters and streaming on Disney Plus Premier Access for an extra $30. We opted to see it in movie theaters. Alana, I don't know what you did. Did you stream it? or? I
1: streamed it, yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. So, watch it either way. And, I mean, this movie has a big gross income already from this past weekend. It's at $215 million, 135 of that being from the movie theater. So, that's pretty impressive now that, you know, the pandemic's kind of winding down with the vaccine coming out. It's awesome to see people going back to the movie theaters again. I know our theater was full. It was awesome. And Scarlett Johansson, she is back as the Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff. And she's just, she's amazing. I love her. Like, at first, I was kind of like, eh, with Black Widow when I first got into the Avengers. But after Endgame especially, I really appreciated her, just her character, Mm -hmm. what she brings to the films. And she's joined by Florence Pugh, Pugh like Pew like Pugh, <laughs> but I actually saw her in Midsummer. I was like, this this actress looks so familiar, and I looked it up, and it was from Midsummer. And if you guys are like me, and I I watch the, like the horror films and all that fun stuff, that's a trippy movie. <laughs> so it was for me to go from that to seeing her in this was pretty cool and she was actually my favorite character overall Mm -hmm. like I really liked her and she had like a ton of tangents that she went on and I'm like oh my god that is me because I go on tangents all the time like the whole zipper thing with the Uh vest I would probably sit in the car and go on and on about a vest with zippers to Mike, and he'd be like, Amanda, shut up, you know? (laughs) So we have also David Harbour, and I love him. He's from Stranger Things. He's a fan favorite, Mm -hmm. and I actually met him once at Indiana Comic-Con, and he is the nicest guy, nicest celebrities I've ever met. So he was funny. I loved him. Awesome. And he's joined by Rachel Vice, who also plays kind of like his spy wife. They both had a great dynamic. Mm -hmm. I was kind of... Like a little sus about you know them two together but they play it off really well off Mm -hmm. each other and this movie takes place right after civil war so nothing that has to do with infinity war or end game you just got to go in with the mind that you know civil war just ended this takes place right after that overall the film was okay i wasn't expecting liking it so much i know it has really mixed reviews out there right now Mm. and Overall, I think what really saved the movie was the acting.
1: Yeah. You know, they, in the advertisements, they made it quite obvious that it was going to be, you know, a much deeper kind of conversation about her, especially because we already know she has a very tragic and, you know, painful past. So I know covering that in a Disney film is a little difficult, <laughs> yeah. but I thought they executed it really well loved all of the different topics they covered they managed to fit quite a lot in one film
0: yeah i was happy to see some things explained because like in avengers loki was all like talking to her about her ledger being Mm read and by the way david harbour's character makes a great nod back to loki like echoing what loki said about her ledger being Mm read so i was just like hey loki said that but you know (laughs) love loki so i was like yeah but it was nice to see just some explanation because i was always confused like who's who's that like why Mm. is she having like this really bad history so like i said the acting and the actors actresses they played their characters very well i felt the emotion Mm -hmm. and david harbour was the comedic relief i felt of the film so that was great and i didn't expect that much comedy in this film at all so, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know I laughed quite a few times and, you know, it was it was great. Mm-hmm. Nice um change of pace for heavy subject material. Yeah. Especially in the first few moments of the movie. Mm-hmm. It was really heavy. It was kind of nice to just kind of get taken out of that for a little bit and just laugh a little bit. And, and it kind of gave some character to Black Widow Natasha as well because You know, she does make some humorous quips here and there in the Avengers films, but she she lets loose a little bit in this film.
1: Yeah, especially like, you know, Scarlett Johansson has said previously that, you know, she's a little upset with how sexualized her character was in her introduction. And I personally had a hard time connecting with her up Mm -hmm. until, like, we got to see actually how charming she is and her humanity within, you know, the last few films she did.
0: Yeah, I saw in an interview once. Um, someone asked her about her costume, mm-hmm. and he and she was like, "Well, what are you wearing today?" Just yeah. kind of she, you know, she's on it with her comebacks, and I really respect her for for that because mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying getting asked over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, like what are you wearing in this next film? Yeah. Oh, you look so good in this film, and like, what do you say to that when yeah. you're constantly being sexualized? Then you're right, Alana. Like, I think that's why too. I've kind of felt out of range with her like when i first got into the mcu i she was kind of always like in the background for me like oh she's just like a pretty yeah girl. she's like
1: i'm hot and violent cool <laughs> she's not she's
0: not and yeah. you know it, it really brings forth that emotion in endgame mm-hmm. and it was great seeing her in like a family setting as well with her sister and then her adoptive parents that we learn come to learn so it was nice seeing her and that, you know, everyone in Endgame was like, oh, she doesn't have family. She doesn't have anyone who cares for her or anything like that. She has a sister mm-hmm. and she cared. And that kind of ripped me up a little bit.
1: Yeah. And to see her like actually develop an incredibly strong relationship emotionally with mm-hmm. another person too. Yeah.
0: But we're going to change pace here and we're going to talk about the blocking and the fighting sequences in this film, which for me didn't do anything. It was not, it didn't, like, organically flow at all with the film. And I know, like, Black Widow, she is known for her fighting style. And, you know, I knew going into this there was going to be a lot of karate chop movements and (laughs) ninja skills and all that. But Uh it was, uh, you can tell it wasn't...
1: I think personally, me, especially, um... Like, when we see the one widow with her broken leg and, um, Alexi breaks the one guy's wrist in prison, I'm squeamish, so that kind of, um, you know, was a little shocking, but, yeah, I think it, there, there are times it was overkill, but I Mm -hmm. also think they were overcompensating because people were going to assume because the movie is female and spearheaded by females Mm -hmm. (laughs) that maybe the violence was going to be lacking and they might lose the male audience so
0: that's true that's true yeah I felt like yeah like the broken limbs and stuff yeah. too I'm like what is this <laughs> yeah because you don't really see a lot of that and another thing I had with this movie was it was just CGI overkill and I mean one thing I did appreciate was the fact that all the action took place in midair, like in the sky and all these characters, they don't have any flying capabilities. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see how they were able to, like, choreograph and just capture all those moments of action as everyone's falling out of the sky. Mm-hmm. But she jumps on, like, building pieces, and you just kind I lost a little bit of, like, what she was doing, who she's fighting, where's this person going, mm-hmm. I don't know if you felt like that yeah
1: but... um like especially the moment where um Yelena is falling actually there is like a hole in a piece of the mm. the ship that is falling and she falls directly through the hole I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how are people not like just banging their heads yeah and all this stuff that's falling or yeah and like you know the parents taking off in the ship that just like continually fell and yeah, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: because then you're just like, what's happening? Because you have so many characters doing something else mm-hmm. and you're supposed to try to follow and it was just really hard to follow yeah. during that part. So the bad guy, which I'm quoting in quotes here, is the taskmaster and it's not a guy. They changed it to a girl and it's Dreykov's daughter. Mm-hmm. And the overhaul thing theme i felt in this film is basically she haunts natasha because Mm -hmm. natasha killed her well natasha went through her whole life thinking that she killed this little girl but in reality no so natasha eventually like comes to terms with like just apologizing Mm -hmm. and i felt like that was kind of like the villain in this whole series was just natasha feeling that like ghost of her past in yeah. a way.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I understand that Antonia, who is revealed to be Taskmaster. Um, I understand that her character moves the plot, in a sense of giving Natasha closure because this is something that has haunted her her entire life. And um, I don't know. I just they they really they kind of gave her the Boba Fett treatment where mm-hmm. they hyped up this really cool character that apparently has awesome abilities and. In the film, it's because she has a chip in the back of her head and a suit that analyzes instead of her like possibly going through the widow training with the other widows and gaining this amazing ability. But yeah, I I personally think Drakov could have been a more I I don't know like more involved. Yeah. Before you know, because I was watching, I was streaming and I paused halfway through and saw there were, like, half an hour left of the movie, and I was like, they haven't even gotten to the Red Room yet. We haven't mm-hmm. met Dreykov in, like, what would be Civil War present day. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree with that. Because even, like, on our popcorn tin, she's on there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, this is the villain, and it's really not the villain. She's just yeah. in the background. Like, he used, Dreykov uses her her to, like, kind of hunt, like, what was that? Like, red, powdery type oh, of... Oh, like the antidote. Yeah, the control, yeah. yeah. So she was kind of like his hunter for that because mm-hmm. it ended up in Natasha's person. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just kind of like a who in the heck is the villain in this, you know? Yeah, I thought it might have <laughs> been
1: interesting if, you know, they could have possibly done Yelena, if Yelena was the one who was hunting scarlett johansson's character black widow yeah. but i also thought well that would kind of be too parallel to bucky being under mind control and then having mm-hmm. to fight someone who truly cares about that's what i
0: actually kind of have um in my notes here is the it, it kind of felt like winter soldier mm-hmm. in a way because he was just kind of brainwashed because in the end you find out all the widows are under drake control and including his daughters, mm-hmm. so eventually they all snap out of it and they're just they accept her into like their i called it like the sisterhood. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was interesting and overall it, it, there was actually some really good nods back to the Avengers like Captain America. I thought for sure Steve Rogers was going to make an appearance somewhere. Yeah. Or even like Clint. I thought he was going to come out of nowhere just a little cameo. And I really laughed at um there was like a line about the God of Thunder or the God of Space not needing to take an ibuprofen yeah. after battle. I laughed so hard at that cuz I love Thor and I'm, I could just picture that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even
1: today I looked at the I went to go look at the cast mm-hmm. and um, Robert Downey Jr is listed in the cast on Google oh, even though yeah. he never showed up and everyone was like that's going to be his last appearance as Tony Stark. I'm going to be so sad.
0: Yeah. So that was, that was you know, I always like those little easter eggs and nods and I really like watching them again and seeing like i look in the background in movies and Mm -hmm. like these new disney plus shows to see if i find any easter eggs and it's really fun so yeah stay for the credits Mm -hmm. speaking of villain (laughs) stay for the credits and if you have watched falcon and winter soldier you'll know Mm -hmm. so and it looks like it's going to tie into the hawkeye series so make sure you guys keep that in mind so, another outstanding performance was from Rachel Vice, who plays Melina. She was the adoptive mother of um, Natasha and Yelinda.
1: Yelena.
0: Yelena. <laughs> I, 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 I'm really bad at names. It's okay. So, yeah. But um, she was great. Mm-hmm. And she... You would think she ha- would have, like, a smaller role, but then it got bigger mm-hmm. as the movie progressed. And she was really, like... She was kick-ass.
1: <laughs> yeah, I... I found it interesting when they finally um, get to the point where they are we, the audience gets to meet her. She's like a she's still working for the Red Room and for Drakov, so she plays a really interesting role in how they're going to take down the Red Room. And it just it was strange to see like how she's still kind of devoted to him, but they kind of slowly turn her <laughs> over time. Like, hey, you actually had a significant impact on us as young girls. You were Our mother, whether you believed it or not, and so they kind of are like, hey, if you could have a little empathy, (laughs) we can stop this really bad thing that you're working for. But I've also um, heard a lot of people talking about how she switched a little too quickly. So Mm. there's a little, like, theorizing that she possibly could be a bit of a problem in the future. That's
0: interesting. Mm -hmm. They didn't hear that. I really did like going back to David Harbour and her like their. Little yeah. dynamic, too, and how he was just like always trying to charm her, yeah. and that was cute. And
1: Natasha was like, This is vulgar, yeah. please. They were like, Please stop in front of us.
0: <laughs> like, for a moment, it did feel like a family dinner, and I it loved did. it. Mm-hmm. And I love how Natasha had that, mm-hmm. like, had a, like a scrap of that. So, yeah, and then you know, it's like in the end, too, they remind you she's dead. Mm -hmm. So that was like a harsh reality, like back to reality in the end.
1: A lot of people talk about how this was so poorly timed and how it, you know, took so long to talk about this story, which is just as important as the other Avengers. Um, But it really is a nice send off. It was was nice to be able to really fall in love with her Mm -hmm. after we know what already happened instead of loving her and then immediately finding out oh my god she's dead now
0: (laughs) I felt like I became like a bigger fan of hers than I was I know and then it was like oh oh wait a minute she's dead like oh now what am I gonna do (laughs)
1: but now you know I think they kind of learned from the past you Mm -hmm. know decade of handling this character and I think they knew to let Florence Pugh give Yelena a lot of personality yeah so she can kind of not necessarily take up her mantle but become her own version Mm -hmm. of the black widow and you know carry on in the mcu as like a really beloved person who experienced a very similar path as natasha
0: i'm really excited to see what's in store for her Mm -hmm. really truly she was like i said she was my favorite out of Mm -hmm. everyone so it'll be great
1: we love you Flo. (laughs)
0: So with that, we're going to end it right there. Make sure you guys go check it out in theaters, Disney Plus for $30. Next week, I'm going to be talking about all things Loki. You don't want to miss that. And I hope you guys have a good week. And make sure you tune in for episode 6 of that on Wednesday. All right, bye.